Hello and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes, bringing you another Old Man Orange Presents via VHS episode. One of them from the rarities vault that we have from back in the day that just never got put out. So come join us for another fun-filled retro movie review. Let's jump on in. So welcome to another episode of the Via VHS Retro Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Wesley, as always, joined by Spencer Scott Holmes. And um, we are doing a little bit more Hulk Hogan, a little bit more Shadow Warriors. Shadow Warriors 2, or 1, or both. Um, no one knows anymore. Um, but we're, we're talking about the assault on Death Mountain. Yeah, that that's the thing that clarifies it all up quite a bit, though. Yeah. That there, you know, the 1999, bring him back with some Carl Weathers as well, too. Carl Weathers, man. It's, um, yeah, this is, um, you know, another one that they promoted heavily on Nitro. You know, <clears throat> come come watch, you know, our, our shtick here. But, you know, this is like late in the game for like Nitro is starting to, WCW starting to die. Yeah. <laughs> like this is when like Norman Smiley's winning championships. And like, and like Scott Steiner's the main event every night. Booker yeah. T carrying the torch, which I love Booker T. I'm not slandering. Yeah, but. I, I like Booker T a lot. I like Scott Steiner a lot too. Yeah, Big Papa Bump. He's just not a he's just not a headliner guy. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, but um, yeah. So the um post um triumphant era of WCW we're getting we're heading towards uh the 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 um open air Monday Nitro or Sting and Ric Flair go against each other and that's that's all she wrote <laughs> and uh you know Hogan's still you know making all that money from Ted Turner I wonder how much he collectively made from WCW like when you factor it all in yeah, because I always think that like all those contracts like that, especially the Hogan one and all that stuff too, it's like one of those things like that's the stuff that's pretty much what brought WCW down. Like you can't just be paying everybody just these ridiculous some things, you know what I mean? Like this, some money's got to go back into the business. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I just gosh, it was just he was just such a glory hat horror you know when it came to wcw he was anyway and even a wwf but he really wasn't wcw like it was his thing like he's he knows he's michael jordan he's lebron james he's just he's the franchise yeah and uh he did throw a bone to some of his his buddies though when he would do these things but there's really not a huge wrestler present presence in these not too much no well not especially i kind of was hoping maybe in the second one they would add a couple more and it's like no not really it actually gets a little bit more dwindled in its cast. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit more focused on kind of you know what this whole thing was going to be. Like, it feels like there was going to be more. Oh yeah, totally. Well, because you know they they talked about it being a TV show and everything mm-hmm. like that, and nobody could come to a conclusion. Uh, we're doing like so, whatever. We'll just do another movie or something like that. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Carl Weathers was like, well, whatever. I'll just take another job. I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> Well, that's that's all this was to him, obviously. Anyway, he's just another league when it comes to these people. Yeah, it's just one of those. Well, he's just the working class man now at this point. If if they would have started these in um like ninety four, ninety five, yeah, they could have got three in. Oh, I, I definitely think so. Yeah. And 
maybe they should have done this instead of Thunder in Paradise. But the Thunder in Paradise is fun. Yeah, I love me Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> but this is better. Yeah, I definitely think so. These ones, these ones definitely were. They had something going for them at least. Yeah, and, I mean, neither one are super realistic, but I can never get over the boat in Thunder Paradise. How it's like this slim boat, and then they walk down there, and then Hulk Hogan's like six foot ten, giant at. Well, he's not that big, but he's, he's huge, and he's just standing up with like headspace and this like speed boat. Like, come on, y'all! Like, you know, give into the illusion a little bit. Boat's like seventeen foot tall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this is—is is it a yacht or is it not? Yeah, yeah. What, what is this thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it that really bugged me. I could never get over that the whole time I was watching it. Every time I had to go down there, I'm like, okay, if you want to have a little bit of cabin space down there, I yeah, can I buy it. Crawl in a little bit, you know what I mean? Have to kind of duck down even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially with Hogan, especially someone who's a giant. But now nah, this man's got like head clearance. Like he's just standing there, like relaxing. Like he's got all this room. Like, no. Nah. Like I just. Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Duncan. He's Duncan working on his vertical. Oh my god! Space stone stuff up in the air. <laughs> no worries whatsoever. I mean, oh gosh, yeah. Shadow Warriors is definitely a little bit more competent. These movies aren't bad. No, no. For for a made for TV movies, they're pretty solid for what they are. I'm trying to think of another comparison. Like made for TV, other movies of um, kind of an action military caliber made for TV movies in that 90s sort of vibe. Yeah, I can think of a whole lot of movies, um, like that. Like, um, I'm sure there was some like uh, movies of the week on like ABC or NBC, yeah. But I think everything was already if you had a movie like this, it was already an established TV thing, yeah. Mostly it was always tied to something. And and I will say, like, these movies sort of have, like, a somewhat kind of higher budget, you know, for a made-for-TV. Like, they feel like if they if they were released just, like, you know, maybe 10 years, if not maybe even a little bit less earlier, they, they would easily just be straight up, just be straight to VHS movies. Like, they're, they're made in that kind of way. But in a sense, they're able to get sort of a TV premiere because they're tied in with Nitro and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Which worked out great, and, and Eric Bischoff is, you know, producing this, and yeah, I need. I meant to look up and see. Just, I'd love to hear his opinion on these because he goes, you know, he's one of those wrestling personalities that goes on every podcast he can now. Yeah, he, he just loves talking. Well, I mean, so do I. So I can't say. <laughs> it's a perfect, perfect retirement gig. Is what do you do? You just go around telling your stories. Yeah, and they, you know, they are so mean to each other. Yeah. Now and then they're like they just talk. All they do is like talk shit about each other. Kevin Nash is the worst. <laughs> he well, he well, just Kevin Nash has just the podcast where I have no idea what the hell ever goes on in that podcast. I listen. I've listened to several episodes of it. Um, and yeah, he just he just he will either say yeah this guy's a really cool person or it's just oh he's a piece of shit i hated that guy he's a dude and he just throws everybody under the bus i'm like at some point i'm like dude what did you do like <laughs> and then um big shows on the stone cold podcast recently and throwing the nwo under the bus and they're all just yeah. a whole bunch of divas man 
think that's just that's the thing is people just want to hear them just old wrestler stories come on and then bitch about stuff and see i don't i want to be friends. yeah I, I like the good times that's why i like like when you hear get people like rick flair and everything like that he doesn't talk ever bad about things it's just all you, about good. you're right i've only heard him talk who did who did i hear him talk bad about but there wasn't many yeah there was he, he he says nice things about hogan he loves Shawn michaels loves the rock you know stone cold he says all this nice undertaker i never hear him bash people or the rock yeah i, I never hear stone cold uh, anybody ever really bash stone cold seems like everybody always gets along with stone cold i think so too i think he was the only person he ever had real kind of like beef with like was owen hart but that was um, you know it's for good reason on his head <laughs> i killed his ass you had to do it to him so but yeah I know, I know what i'm doing you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. But um, yeah, and I and Hogan's looking. It. He looked a little bigger in this one, or is it just me, or maybe a little bit more? I don't know. You you don't have the 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 Hogan kung fu training in the beginning. <laughs> no, instead, instead was was he like in a hut or something? Well, in this one, he's got like the his like you know. uh Gulf War flashback scenes of being like intoxicated and <laughs> poisoned, and he's trying to figure out what this is. And, and I'm just as confused watching this because it has like that very like, oh, we're gonna go off that like industrial rock kind of where we're like, let's lower the frame or the shutter speed down so you get that kind of blurriness to everything. That's some that's some Walker Texas Ranger shit right there. Like, you know what, Walker's kind of a close thing, because that's like almost like Chuck Norris, even though it's a TV show, but that has that Chuck Norris, like, it's like a Chuck Norris movie that just happened to turn to a TV show. Yeah, it feels like that. They feel more to me like um, like Baywatch, Thunder in Paradise, because it has the same people, I think, were involved with it. Uh, yeah, I think it's always that same team throughout all these. Yeah, like, they, they were making stuff for, like, NBC, but they would also like make syndication stuff for like TNT. Cause I think at that time I might be completely wrong, but I think NBC and TNT were kind of somewhat related um, a little bit before universal got to the picture. I think TNT and NBC, they weren't like part of the same company, but they had like some overlap or something. See, I thought Baywatch was initially on Fox. Maybe it was. I thought it was on. I, I almost want to say, I remember what is a kid growing up on Fox there was the block that would run. It would go Batman the Animated Series, uh, Saved by the Bell, and then Baywatch would go on. Oh, see, I think that was syndication, though. Was... That would have been like 93, so that was right when... I know when that's when Batman was right out. Yeah. I don't know. Baywatch I don't know. See, all those shows, were they, they still had been their primer at that time. I don't think syndication had totally happened yet. Was Briscoe County Jr. ever on network, or is it just TNT? Or no, it, it was on TV because um, I didn't. Have, I know because I didn't have uh, cable or satellite back when that show was out. Because it was one of those weird shows that was on like a Friday night, and I almost I want to say it was probably on Fox. Most that was on Fox. You're right. I, I think NBC was the one station that I was missing when it, it just didn't come in very clear. Mm. But uh, I had antenna. I think because I could get Fox from like. I think San Francisco-ish, and then, uh, oh, no, I guess NBC, no, CBS was, I think, from uh, Sacramento, and then 
ABC or something came from like Monterey. So mm. there was kind of a, a stretch there. I, I remember there was always one of them. I think it's NBC was like, it could be a no, that could be the other way around. But whatever. Um, yeah, I just remember those kind of like mixed match things of how they were. But here in Raleigh, what's weird is we have like two ABCs, and then the one of them will show NBC stuff. I don't know how that works, but they'll oh. show like it's it's weird. But they're both ABC. Yeah. Weird, weird combinations there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have. I haven't had TV, but I've only had cable like for like ten minutes since I've lived in this part of the state. <laughs> it's just it's always weird to me how, how that stuff works. Charlotte was great. You had CBS, NBC, ABC, and then you can figure out the rest of it. Yeah, you got the rest of them there, and so on. <laughs> yeah, and you could always get Fox unless some of the Southern Baptists weren't um protesting. <laughs> so yeah. No. Or like X Files or something like that. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, past all that and figuring that there, and we get to assault on Death Mountain. Um, it's got an interesting once you get past uh, Hogan's, you know, Gulf War poisoning <laughs> <laughs> trauma that we don't really know what's going on. It doesn't explain anything about that for a while. We, we, you get this like you just kind of learn that like okay the three of them now are like guns for hire for stuff and this one lady comes up he's like um yeah hey my husband just took my daughter oh yeah where'd they go oh to Aus- austria so uh could you go over there and rescue her and so on like that like oh well this seems kind of a, a lesser mission than what we were used to mm-hmm. whatever we'll go there yeah <laughs> can, back. can you just cross international borders and you know <laughs> violate some accords and different things like that and just go over there and you know forget the austrian like you know i mean this you could have you could have brought schwarzenegger into this very easily yeah well no there's no way schwarzenegger would do a made for tv movie <laughs> oh i'm just being sarcastic i'm just saying like from from a, a plot wise you know, they're probably thinking that you know hey get, get arnie in here it's yeah. a shame arnold and hogan never really yeah did it's, it's that it's that it's that missing expendables thing it's like that this you know hogan should have just been in expendables literally from the start i almost feel or or honestly i i love jesse ventura and predator but i wouldn't have minded seeing the hogan version of that it'd be interesting yeah you know i mean then they really i don't know who would win if they compared arms then yeah because that's the, that's the thing is uh yeah H- Hogan and, and Arnold would definitely be especially Hogan at that time period because Arnold's almost a little bit smaller it's not like he's when he when Arnold's in his movie roles he's still large but he's not like you know in like like his athletic large shape like you know bodybuilding and so on like that so Hogan like is an athletic shape right at that time period he could almost be slightly bigger than Arnold he's technically taller than Arnold oh yeah yeah how tall is Arnold he's probably like six six two. Six two, six one, six two. He went super, super tall. And then Hogan six five. So is he? It's only six five. Yeah, I always, I, I, they always kind of exaggerate his height to like six seven. You mm. know, like a lot, a lot of times whenever I see like sometimes like the stats on certain things like on uh, wrestling, I always kind of go, "You probably minus it down by about two inches on everybody." <laughs> he he seemed huge when I was near him, but it was only because he was around race car drivers. Yeah. You know, and so he was. Most of those guys were really small. Like Kyle, I was like Kyle Petty and Richard Petty and Lake Lake Speed. That's a real race car driver, Lake Speed, by yeah. the way. When 
he was towering over all them. So I guess he felt taller than he would. Yeah. There was a basketball player there too, and I cannot remember who it was. But um, yeah, but he he's he's pretty met you know massive in this, and Carl Weathers is of course, you know Carl Weathers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I wish I w- again. I'm I know off topic again. I'm sorry, but. I would have liked to have seen a wrestling tie-in with <laughs> Carl Weathers bring him into WCW. <laughs> that, I know that that you especially since the towards like the end of like WCW, like why not? Like what, what do you get? <laughs> yeah, have him come out in there in the Apollo Creed shorts. Yeah, crowd would have went wild. Oh my god, I would I would have tuned back in. I was kind of already out by this point, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like Hogan kind of was. I don't remember him being around a lot at the end of WCW. Well, because I think with these movies, this is what he was really trying to do. I think this is when he was trying to get really serious in the movies. He was like, okay, the kid stuff's over. I'm going to try to go with this. I do, you know, he does about three movies right here in a, you know, a row because there's one in between these two movies. It, it's it's a not related character-wise. But oh, that's right, movie. yeah. Um, it's in between these two. And um, so he's doing that, you know, and he, I think he's trying to give this the real go, you know, because I really think that's like really what happens is like he almost sees the end of the road of WCW. It gets bought by WWF and then it's really not like he doesn't have that big kind of return till like the rock match. Mm-hmm. What is that? 2004? Three? Three or four. Yeah. So. Yeah. They had the whole NWO. They bring the NWO back into well, they bring it to the WWF or WWE. I can't remember which it was at that time. I can't remember when it switched. It was WWE right then because I remember like um, I think it was fifth grade for me, I think, or something like that. That is where it switched or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the you know the World Wildlife Federation. Nobody <laughs> remembers anymore. <laughs> I felt like that company probably lost so much of like their support. Like once they did that, because you know that they're like, oh. Anybody who was into wrestling will never respect us ever again now. <laughs> now I wish memes were around. Oh, yeah, right yeah. in that period. Yeah, Stone Cold giving like a stunner to a panda. Yeah, well, because that's how I felt too. It's like most ones like when I was a kid, I would have been like, yeah, you know, cool, you know, support the wildlife, cool like that and so like that. The second they did that, I'm like, well, guess who I'm never going to support? <laughs> if, if you got money to sue another company over just, uh, you know, the initials, you know, go screw yourself. <laughs> yeah, but like, why wait till they're at their hot? Like, I guess they thought they get a lot of money out of them. I think that they were. I think that's what, what what they were really. They probably didn't think that the WWF was actually going to be like, sure, whatever, we'll switch our name. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's like one of those ones that they they, they must have thought they had them over a barrel or something like that. And that, that's where I just I totally lost. Like that company, it's like, yeah, right. That organization, like you probably keep all your money. And fuck you and your pandas. Yeah, screw that. So yeah, fuck that noise. So we got Hogan all roided up, and then um, oh my god, what's her name? Oh, Sharon Tweed. Jeans. Yes. Tweed. Yeah. So we got the you know the 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 core trio from you know the original, mm-hmm. and we're we're back now. We're guns for hire now. We're, this is what we do. Well, it's funny too because it's like okay, we're back to Austria now, and the daughter's been captured by her dad. And it's like one of those ones, like you see this, like here, it's like I'm surprised they don't get there. And the daughter's like, "Whoa, whoa, I'm I'm fine with being my dad. Look at we're in a castle in Austria. 
and there's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> like, like dad was right. Like it would be better if I lived with him. <laughs> Mom lives in one bedroom apartment. <laughs> Mom kind of sucks. I have a PlayStation here. <laughs> yeah, and he has two. That's how far futuristic he is. He's got connections. Yeah, yeah. He's got a PS2. He's got that weird like Sony Nintendo hybrid that nobody knows about, but I do. Yeah, he's got that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, it is a castle, but this is you know quintessential '90s. You know, divorced parents. Yep. The custody battle kind of thing. You got to get Hulk Hogan in there to save your kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're going to go in there, you know, on a espionage <laughs> mission and then uh, literally kill people in the process to get this kid. Yeah, because this kid's life is worth way more than everybody else's. Exactly, you know. But it does make for some pretty cool action scenes. Like, I will say, like, when this one first started off, I was like, wow, like, that Austrian scene. There was all kinds of badass shootout scenes, fights, you know, even Chan Tweed in there. She's got like all kinds of it. She's like she's putting her like Tybo to work. <laughs> it's a little it's a little less corny it, because well, the first one kind of evened out. It started it got to a point in the first one where they had that like scene at the pool or like th when they first get to that compound. Mm -hmm. And she has that moment where she like um, they've got Hogan, you know, kind of like bound or whatever. And then like uh, they have that shot with the guns or whatever. Yeah. And stuff. It was cool, but it was like, okay, this is a little bit schlocky. I don't think this one as as bad in that regard, but it's still very made for TV. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it definitely, and it sounds weird. This one, the beginning part, I feel like it was way higher quality than like the second half of the movie or even really like the, the second third parts or whatever you want to say of it. But um, it does feel like, like they put almost more effort in the beginning of this movie. Cause that whole Austria, I mean, there's a part where like, they're literally going up like gondolas and Hulk Hogan's like swinging from them and everything like that, you know, and apparently this all takes place in Canada. Every, everything in this movie is shot in Canada. Even the, even when they're in the middle East, they're in Canada. <laughs> So I think of the Middle East. I think Canada. You know, and you know, somehow, some way, they they drug Hogan up from like you know Miami, you know, and had him shoot in Canada, and then he realized it was the worst place ever. <laughs> yeah, he's just not. Yeah, that doesn't work. You gotta. He's been shooting everything else in Florida, like Thunder Paradise was at Disney. You know. Yeah. I wonder. When did the AOL thing happen with TNT and all that stuff? Probably got to be right around this time. Yeah. 90s, 90s. I was wondering that because I know everything kind of got, when they came in, everything got fucked up. Every, like WCW, all the TV shows. It wasn't just wrestling. It was everything that was going on at Turner, TBS, TNT, CNN. Yeah. Uh, Cartoon Network, uh, everything kind of like was like in like a limbo or like things were just kind of messy. And I feel like this was pretty close to that time because, you know, I know they came in before WCW went out. Yeah. So. Because I, th I think that that was also part of what kind of 
some of the many things that kind of screwed over AOL too, because AOL kind of like it, it, I felt like kids and the youth ha- had no real appreciation for like AOL. That was like one of those ones that was like, Nope, get out of here. You. And that, that's why that, that was like part of the reason like they couldn't hold on to any of their stuff. Like is, is it came around that dot com boom kind of section. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Like how out of that early stuff, not much is left. No, how like things just and how quickly people turn on it. It's like okay, like in 1994, AOL seems like a kind of a oh, it's hip, it's futuristic. Look at this thing, all this stuff like that. By the, the like the turn of it, it's like nope, nobody wants anything to do with it. AOL Messenger, get out of here, you. Mm-hmm. It was like Kmart. It went from like early days of Kmart to late days of Kmart, but like yeah. in a fraction of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, in a very short window. Yeah, that's like there's. Just radical changes in that time period. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that probably affected this. I feel yeah, like I it, that. Yeah, because it just it makes sense. I know it's around the same time, and I don't even know if Hogan was even around WCW once this thing took place. I don't know if they had a tie-in match with this one. They should have had Ultimate Warrior with this one. Yeah, because. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe Scott Steiner somehow involved with <laughs> Scott Steiner because he's he was all they had left. They had him and Vampiro. Yeah, no, but, Vampiro. You know, that, that would you, when you say that though, it probably makes logical sense why this movie was up in Canada. Then maybe that was the way the way to get around like getting out of a lot of stuff. Was it like we'll just go up to Canada and shoot stuff? It might have been it because yeah, everything was. I feel like everything was affected or like it, it feels. It's kind of similar to how the HBO thing has been with Discovery and like how they'll just like completely shelve movies. <laughs> the tax write off that are already done. Yeah, well, HBO just feels like it's been like shooting itself in the foot. Like when you drop HBO out of the title of your streaming service, it's like and you leave Cinemax, the, the you know, Cinemax, it feels like the C version always has been like that. It's always been like the joke kind of cable station you know not that anybody dislikes it but it's never been like looked upon like oh like you know that's a high-end network it's like oh it's skinamax like yeah why would you name your thing skinamax yeah i don't i i guess because they had already done hbo max yeah and then if you go I've, i've thought about this a lot actually if you go back it's just like well is it just hbo now like what am i paying for like before I had HBO Max, it's just, you know, so you it's can't call it like, so what? It's like, now it's just regular HBO again. It's like, I've been downgraded. Yeah. Well, you do get some, actually, I have to be honest, that's my favorite one. It, it, it mostly has always been a pretty solid one. I almost never watch it, even though I do have it, but. Yeah, I never watch anything. I don't, I don't need, I watch VHS. <laughs> Yeah, we watch we watch Shadow. We watch a twenty of YouTube. Yeah, we watch a twenty four year old made for TV movie with an aging Hulk Hogan and Carl Weathers on YouTube is what we just watched. <laughs> God, I have all the choices in the world, and this is what I want more than anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like I didn't even I just saw Oppenheimer, and so there's like movies out there like that. The Creator, I haven't finished that. Mm-hmm. You know, watch <laughs> fucking Shadow Warriors uh, 2. 
<laughs> yeah, too. Exactly. You know, where they're, they're in uh, Austria, Canada, that is. Uh, Austria. <laughs> yeah. So you got to save a little kid. The mom comes into play. And um, I thought it was kind of, I actually thought it was kind of a weird choice with this one. I, I didn't know. I thought they were going to try to tie it back into the original one. Mm-hmm. A little bit more, and maybe bring some of the, you know that stuff back. Cause that got did the villain die in the first one? Cause I feel like he just went to jail. I think he did just go to jail. Like th- there's really no connection to the first one. Yeah, I, I was kind of disappointed in that. Yeah, you know, it just felt like because you have them all there, it's kind of made to be sort of like a continual TV show. It's kind of weird that it doesn't, but maybe the, it's still that TV time period where maybe. They wanted to go, hey, here's the thing. Some people might not have seen the first one. We want to kind of be able to have it start off and you can just jump right in. Yeah. So that that might be the reason why it's kind of done the way it is. I don't know. <clears throat> I, I was a little disappointed with that one because I kind of <laughs> I kind of got to the point where I liked a lot of that stuff. And then Billy Banks didn't die. No, I don't think so. No. So, I mean, not Billy Banks. Not really Banks. The, um... Lucano? The, 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 the other bad guy died, like the one that took over the island? Yeah, I think Kano died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I think he didn't make it off that island. But either way, I thought it was going to kind of be a continuation of that one. But I do kind of get the point of it, too. You know, kind of going a different direction, but, you know, I feel like you kind of were establishing, like, a, you know a main like overarching villain yeah you know but um no it's it, well it's weird because this one here is like you have that austria story they go through all the action they rescue the daughter they bring her back and you know that's only feels like it's like maybe a half an hour in the movie or so or something like that like it almost has that feeling like it's the end of an episode for yeah <laughs> like it literally yeah. has this feeling like that and then it's almost like they go right onto another plot point and i don't think it, any of that stuff ever relates back to the Austria stuff again, right? No, I mean, it feels oh, like... Odin's weird flashbacks that he has to the Gulf War every once in a while, but... I feel like they were developing a TV show, and it got filtered into... The, like, this is, like, the best, the greatest hits of ideas. Yeah, that's probably from, something what it was. From that, because they they were doing that, it, and if this makes more sense as a TV show... Yeah. It feels like it's 18. It's a new 18. You know. Um, and it, yeah, it, it feels like it was just very, very hodgepodge because they were just taking little bits and pieces of, you know, I guess concepts and ideas and like treatments and like, okay, let's put this all. We're not going to do the show. We're not going to get the chance to do it. Maybe that's, maybe AOL cut that show out. That that could have been it could have just been like they were dicking with it and then Hogan was just like, Whatever, let's you know what? We'll go up the idea, we'll just slap together one movie, you know, yeah. finish our contract of it or whatever, you know. It does it. it feel it does feel obligatory. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the first one, like we're like, Oh, we're hoping for more and you know, it does feel kind of like let's just get this over with, you know. And yeah. get get out of Turner's grass. Well, not his grasp anymore, but you know, what's left of it. Yeah, exactly. One of those ones, because I will say once it gets to like the second part, which is, I guess more the main part of the movie, 
it's just kind of a weird one. It's like Hogan just has these flashbacks, and then he's looking through like computer files or something like that, and he just like recognizes a guy's like know, his eyes or something like that. It's like so like one like feature that seems very like inconspicuous, and he notices this. It's like, oh, wait a second, this guy looks like the guy that was gassing me. Like, whenever, because obviously I never had these flashbacks at all in the first movie. No. So, no. so like I don't know, this must have happened in between. <laughs> Well, that's what the that's what the uh, you know Taekwondo on the beach was for. Yeah, it was to keep the monsters at bay. <laughs> yeah, to keep keep all this stuff off. Yeah, you you have that. You're not you're not dealing with these you know cheesy um um you know <laughs> flashbacks with the things like the little the halo effect or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like and then like I I think. It, they all come together and they sort of figure out who this guy kind of is, but Hogan goes off on his own, you know, before letting the other team join him. And th- that this is where you get this interesting Middle Eastern scene where Hogan's out there with like two machine guns, blasting people left and right, <laughs> looking for this dude who poisoned him at one point. Yeah, you got day raped. <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> so, yeah. Like, yeah. So he's, He's searching for somebody basically date raped him and, you know, caused him to have these weird, you know, Walker, Texas Ranger flashbacks, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And now he's just out, you know, shooting every Middle Eastern guy you can find to find, you know, the evidence that he needs to figure out who this guy is, and where he's at. And it turns out he's this scientist guy who's making like, you know, a gas bomb or something but he's supposed to shoot from like canna and drop it over seattle if i remember correctly i don't remember Seattle. i just remember um all right so we we um got disconnected um between you know some technological uh issues that we're overcoming slash um me being on cold medicine <laughs> things just kind of fell apart so so we're, we're kind of going again so We'll start from here. We were talking last night about what the the last thing I remember we were discussing the bad guys' motives, well, like mm-hmm. what, what we were going to do, blow up Seattle or something like that. So we'll kind of do like a quick refresher. So essentially, this is almost like two movies. The first half is very, um, you know, very quick. It's like a ep- TV episode. Yeah, like the commercials in there. It's a good TV episode. They got to go save this kid in Austria, and it literally has not a damn thing to do with um, the second half of the movie. All it really is is showing you what they are now, like what this group is. Like now they've set up business as mercenary kind of group. They're the A team. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're there for. Yeah, they're the A team. And then uh, when they get back from saving the little girl. Hulk Hogan uh, starts. Uh, sorry, not Hulk Hogan. What is he? What is his name in the movie? It's like uh, Mike. Mike McClintock or something. McBride. Is Ma- it Mike McBride? I like McClintock better. Uh, but Mike McBride. Um, he starts having these random like uh, um, like flashbacks of like uh, this just these eyes. Like you don't know what's going on. It would be really dope if it was Sting. <laughs> yeah, <What's-> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it would so cool. I kept thinking that the whole time, like, well, what this was Sting? Well, they had Sting in here. I, I will uh, say, speaking of Sting, though, because of the the description on um, Wikipedia here of this movie, I learned that Sting has a movie from the two thousand 
called Slipstream or not Slipstream, Slip, something like that. I saved it. I found it on YouTube at least. Give me two seconds. I know I can find it again on this thing here. Oh, well, I mean, shutter I'm, speed. I'm not even close, but it starts with an S. Shutter, shutter speed. speed. One word. Shutter speed. Is he a yeah. photographer? I have no idea yet. About because of course there's no Wikipedia page for that movie, but I did find it on uh, not on a great copy. It looks like someone you know taped off you know TNT copy, but uh, it does it does exist. There's a sting driven movie. Man, that's awesome. I wish they <laughs> more stuff like that because I mean I love Sting. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so he, yeah. My mom waited on him one time back in the day when oh, she was waiting table wait on sting oh my gosh and uh she said there was another wrestler there with him she goes i don't know who he was i don't know who he was because he showed me a picture with the face paint and i said mom who's the other who's the other guy i don't know i was like, but i need to know <laughs> so i've always i've always she goes he had the, he was a big guy he was a lot of muscles i said okay it was probably lex luger i'm gonna go bet it was lex luger that, that's probably that i could see that yeah Speaking of which, old uh, Lex Luger and Sting right there in pencil form. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, if you could go back in time and you had those pencils, at just go back to like a 1997 elementary school. Dude, you could like get whatever you wanted with your pencil collection. You could trade in like that Surge pencil and all that stuff. Like you can get like... You know. Well, that's when I, that's when I got those pencils was in like 1997, 98 or something like that. And I, yeah. and I, and I got them and I was like, nope, I'm taking these. These aren't getting sharpened. I, I don't know. I, I might even stole them. I don't know. There, there might have been like, I might have liberated them from like some, you know, kids like, you know, collection who was, I don't know. Can't remember. I don't think. I don't think there's any of that. But yeah, this kid's a punk bitch. She doesn't even know who Sting is. Like fuck this kid. Yeah, like, he's like, just, just gonna sharpen the pencil down to the bottom anyway. Yeah, yeah. We do that with a regular number two. Okay, this is Sting. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they say this little kid. They they come back. He starts having like these like um you know flashbacks, and um essentially what happens is. Um, he's having he's seeing these eyes and then as they're talking about you know future business operations because they're not making a whole lot of money with what they're doing he looks over sees this one poster and he's like oh, Lord, i see those eyes i know those eyes and that's the guy and everybody's like that's not the guy it's not even the same face so he he had you know plastic surgery and everybody's like shut the fuck up dude <laughs> or say whatever you can to justify you know whatever and then um so basically they start doing their own research to see if um uh, mike mcbride is you know sane or not sane yeah Pretty and then um they end up um they they get uh what's that guy's name i see i can't look at just for everybody to know i can't look at imdb like i usually do but the the um karate teacher from karate kid oh um for the bad guys uh is that martin cove Maybe I don't know, but he's he's the guy who's like sweep the leg. Oh, um, yeah. He's he's like in this too, and they, they don't really fully like him. Like they keep him at like he's useful, but they don't want he's not part of the group. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that, that's that's Martin Cove. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so they go to this guy because he's been kind of like you know alienated from 
the FBI or CIA, whichever one he was working at. And he's kind of like a pariah, but he's got like, he's also very useful to them too. So everybody likes to keep this guy around because he's useful, but they don't want him like hanging out with the group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is it, really a dick move. Yeah. Cause the he, they treat him like the fourth wheel. It's like, you know. Yeah. He's, he's there. Need... Yeah. And then like, and the thing is he's a rise or die. So they should just, you know, like he seems to be very efficient. Uh huh. Pretty much everything. So they should just keep him around. Yeah, the, the, he's kind of feels like the Felix of 007. Okay. Yeah. Except they're all like I don't know. They're all kind of like mercenaries, vigilante something. <laughs> but uh, they go to this guy and they like compare this one picture to the, another picture of the guy that you know, the guy that Hogan's dreaming of, uh, McBride is dreaming of. They're like he's dead. Dude, dude's dead. He's not like. You know he's dead, um, but it turns out they he might be not dead. Yeah. And right when they figured that out, they already figured out that Hogan uh, McBride has already went overseas slash uh, a dirt pit in Canada <laughs> to <laughs> wreak havoc. And I will say, when he shows up with those two guns blazing, yeah, I hope the Arnold Schwarzenegger shit. Yeah, exactly. He just comes in, double like giant machine guns, blasting away, shooting everybody in sight. You know what I mean? I remember because that was one when we were doing the first movie, and I looked up one of the trailers, and it was all like the you know the confusion of who knows what's one and two. I remember yeah. that popped up. I'm like, well, that clearly wasn't the first movie. I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna stop right there because I don't want to be spoiled any farther. That's too cool though. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Ooh. Yeah, no, he, he goes in hard and just, like, blows up everybody. And, you know, man, if they would have made this movie after 9-11, yeah. oh, oh, my God, $87 billion. First of all, million to the box office. Yeah. <laughs> we would have had broad action figures. I mean, they were just two years too early on this. Like, no, I don't want to capitalize on 9-11, but they would have. So, like, yeah. You know, man, if they would have waited, just held out two more years, like Hogan going in and just, you know, basically shooting up like a, you know, great value brand Al Qaeda. Oh my God, that would have made so much money. <laughs> yeah, even if it was just even still the made for TV one, like the, the viewership rating would have been skyrocketed. Oh my God, it would have sold so much Procter and Gamble. Like, like oh my gosh so much deodorant so much you know shampoo um surge surge yep. wouldn't have went out surge wouldn't have went out yep yeah, it'd still be on shelves today coke would have kept that around coke would have kept it around fucking bastards real quick surge is still better than it's better than mountain Dew, uh Mellow yellow yeah, I want. I'm kind of a. I'm definitely more partial towards Coca-Cola products than like a Pepsi one. So, I generally think that most Coke products are better than a Pepsi product. How dare you? <laughs> mm, that hurts. That stings. But that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I like I, Surge. I like Sprite more. I like. I, I like Mr. Pib more. Well, Miss the Dr. Pepper's like. Rogue. Well, it's a, yeah, Dr. Pepper's its own company, but um. Yeah. And that's because you never had sure wine. If you had sure wine, you wouldn't even want Dr. Pepper anymore. Maybe, yeah. Uh... Oh, mommy me tell you a funny story. My dress is over. It's not really super related. <laughs> so, anyway, so um, 
yeah, so he goes in there, guns ablaze, and basically kills half of ISIS himself. And then he ends up in this tent that's like the guy. The guy turns around and he's like, Oh, funny to see you here. And then they start, you know, run their mouth. And then he gets captured, McBride. And then he's the coolest part of this. They, they did this so well, had a lot of suspense, is he hits him with this serum. Mm-hmm. And he's like, You have 72 hours to live. Now, not that that virus would have an exact clock in it, but they treat it like it does. <laughs> like it's yeah. a literal countdown. Like it, like it, you know, 71 hours, 59 seconds. Like, you know, you're, it's the last second of your life. It's the way they treat it. <laughs> and um, so he's, you know, he's like, 72 hours, you're going to die. And um, they talk some mad shit to each other. And then right after that, that's when the rest of the gang shows up, blows everything up. And they have to, um, you know, go save the world because they're going to have a, like a, a um, he's going to hit Seattle with a chemical weapon. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, oh, what's her name? The girl's name. Shannon Tweed. Yeah. Shannon Tweed's daughter lives in Seattle. Yeah. And so she has and some. This daughter that could have been tied to the gymnastics thing uh, in the previous movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They could have used, see, they just dropping the ball this kid this imaginary kid and you don't even get, we don't ever see the kid we just finally yeah. hear she she tries to call her to be like hey you're gonna die from a chemical weapons attack <laughs> but we're not supposed to tell you which there's three there's a lot of stupid things in this middle part of the movie yeah. really stupid um so there's that she's like hey uh, my name's Brittany and I here probably out with some hot cute guy that's literally what the voicemail says <laughs> Um, so I was like, oh God, this is bad. Eric Bischoff wrote this. So, or what's, what's the guy they brought into the PCW later that Jim hates or can't remember that guy's name, but you know, Vince Russo, Vince Russo. Yes. Yeah. He wrote this. (laughs) He He wrote this. Um, so yeah, so here's the things that happen that are really stupid. First of all, the way this virus thing is tr- treated is so dumb like there's that whole part where they take them to the doctor <laughs> it's just like stock footage of just like different medical things she's like <laughs> dude, you know and they nothing happens he just wastes you know of his short life the 72 hours he has left and wasted like a ton like a lot of it there yeah not doing and so they're like hey you know what this guy's probably got the anecdote so we gotta go get it and so they had to stop a chemical weapons attack on Seattle while also getting the anecdote to save uh, Hulk Hogan's life. Yep. And, um, well, there was another dumb thing. Oh, the, um, there was just a lot of stupidity about with the Seattle situation. Like, well, we can't tell them. Well, it's going to cause a panic. Okay, well, that's probably a good, like, they'll evacuate, right? If there's, like, a panic, they'll leave. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> like, yeah. like the reason for not telling Seattle, like they just they were like fuck Seattle, honestly. <laughs> well, my daughter lives there. Well, I mean, you know, collateral damage. Yeah, it's pretty much their attitude. That that I hated that. <laughs> it's just like, well, whatever. We're gonna put an end to grunge, I guess. Now, but <laughs> just cap it off, even though it's already spread. Yeah, it's already spread. Well, ninety nine. I mean, you're pretty much, you know. 
It's almost it's, I mean, look, this is Smash Mouth now era. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we've now got the ska and post grunge and all the kinds of stuff. Yeah, like that time yeah. is kind of it's, it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of pop rock going on, Smash Mouth, and you know, you turn on the radio. Nineteen ninety nine, you turn on the radio. You, the first thing you hear, it's been one week since you looked at me like, every single time. I turn on the radio. Yeah, some bare naked ladies. Yeah, goddamn that, and I remember that summer and this is nostalgic so it's kind of relevant i was in st august that's my favorite summer 99 uh-huh. and i was in st augustine the, almost the entire summer yeah. with my grandparents down there and i remember i'll get up go to the beach swim and i would come back to this this other camper that my aunt was renting and she wasn't in so basically i have my own house <laughs> it was great it was, and i wouldn't watch the vh1 like top 20 while i was eating lunch or whatever yeah, yeah, the living the dream, American dream. You know, I'll be sitting there eating like a ham sandwich with some potato chips and like watching the same thing every day, and then go back out and ride bikes and you know swim and all that. <laughs> but I could, it was like the JLo song that, and then the, remember that stupid uh, "She's So High," yeah, high, that yeah, and then yeah. the Madonna song from Austin Powers was in there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's um, that's your throwback to what we're listening to when Shadow Warriors comes out. Compare <laughs> Nick Ladies and um, um, Kiss Me by Sixpence and Under Richard. <laughs> in in, in ninety nine, well, the, the the solid solid years. <laughs> oh, it was a good movie year. Oh, super good movie year too. Great movie year, music. Mm. Was, yeah, yeah, your music, yeah, but video game and movie year, real solid, good time period. Yeah, Dreamcast comes out right at that time. <laughs> what comes out? You said Dreamcast. Oh yeah, I never had one. My buddy had one. Oh, it, it was such a glorious. That was, it was just, I think, to me, why the Dreamcast always stands out so much is that was the first system that I ever got, kind of like right when it came out. Before, I always mm-hmm. had systems that were like four or five years past their prime. Yeah, you know, so I, like to have a system where it's like, oh, I, I, I am in the future now. That was a good one too. That was a shape out of all the ones that failed, like technically failed. Yeah, the one I think that should get a do over. Yeah, well, I always say it's like in that two glorious years that Dreamcast was alive, I always kind of go like, try to find another system that had a, a, a solid two years worth of that many good titles in that kind of short a time. Like, try to just take a block of some other system. I don't think you could find one that actually has a two years that are as good as that Dreamcast run. Of course, yeah, you add up the rest of the run, yeah, for all those systems. But just like a specific two years, that one's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to see them. I wish that I had another chance, but um, you know, alas, there was too much good stuff going on in '99. It was a good year. It was a lot of good. Yeah. And Shadow Warriors is right up there with pretty much, you know, Fight Club, Matrix. <laughs> yeah, Matrix. I mean, it's right. It's right. It's in that conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's the Citizen Kane of TV movies. It really is. There's something special about it. Yeah, it, we joke. It is good though for a TV movie. Yeah, no, no, that's the thing is, I think it is good for a TV movie. The action's really solid. I mean, even towards the end, like when like Hogan's going after that antidote and everything like that, they got a big old like hovercraft scene where Hogan's hanging off the side of it the whole time as he's driving up and down. 
that was badass. Like the all the action in there was pretty well shot. The guy's got a knack for it. The director, the Caesar or whatever his name is. Um, that dude, I, I kind of looked that guy up, and that guy's like, he's involved in a lot of like big TV shows and so on like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in things like Twenty Four. Uh, he was in like the La Femme Nikita, like the Canadian version, mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, just left and right, his name's up and down all kinds of, you know, big action things to mm-hmm. somewhat forgotten shows, but then some ones you do remember. Jag, PSI, um, I think I saw him there. Yeah. You yeah. know, he, he, yeah, he did the Kung Fu, like uh, the comeback version in like the Legend 90s. Things. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch yeah. of 24 stuff, so. 24 i never got into 24 but it's, it, i know it looked like a movie it felt like a yeah. movie i remember so yeah this guy does pretty good like i mean this movie is competent it's it's silly at times and stupid but it so are like every 80s action movie you'll ever see yeah I mean, like th- there's just a certain charm to it like predator stupid but predator's amazing yeah but it's stupid <laughs> but okay it's so fun and it's so good um it's i'm not saying this is predator but it's 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 a predator quality tv movie yeah yeah for you know that's the thing is what it is it's like yeah might not have like yeah that you know it's got a little bit more of a I guess that that cheesier TV acting in it, but um, other than Carl <laughs> Weathers, other than Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers is like the he's the, the odd one out. <laughs> he's too good for this. He's too good for Mandalorian. Plays in it. Yeah, but well, that's the thing is Carl. He just, he just he needs more starring roles in life. I don't care how old he gets, he still needs that that good starring role again. Yeah, well, I will say that I'm thankful for the Mandalorian because of that because they even let him direct some an episode or two. No, did he? I don't know. I yeah. don't remember I did. I kind of forgot. Yeah, he and his character's pretty good, and he shows up. And um, I, I mean, I wish they could do more with this character, but they do still give him a lot of props. And like I said, it let them direct an episode, too. Yeah. Uh, I think that was in the last season. He directed okay. an um, might have been. I think it was a second one. But, um, yeah, he, he, he gets some love from that, you know. But then you go back and look at his filmography, I mean – it's, it's better than most people realize. Also, that brief little show up in that shitty Burt Reynolds movie <laughs> that we watched. Oh, yes. I got there for like a moment. Uh, gosh. I hated that movie. Uh, Semi-Tough is what we're Semi-tough, talking about. Semi-Tough, yeah. That was one of my <laughs> least favorite movies that we've reviewed is that one. Um, but anyway. I saw that one on VHS at the store the other day, and I was like, yeah, I don't need that one. <laughs> He'll pass it up. Even though the poster is really cool. Yeah. Works cool. Like ugh, bad taste in your mouth, that one. No one just ugh, hated it. Um this was fun. This was good. Shadow Warriors, it's it's a shame because it's clear that this was gonna be a TV show. It would have been better in that capacity overall. Um yeah. and I think this would have been a successful TV show. I think it would have it knew who was target demographic was and when you compare it to other shows that was kind of like in there, like, you know, those TNT, CBS, I'm mean, sorry, not CBS, TNT, USA, you know, TBS shows uh, that they had, not just the ones that were like 
in syndication, but the ones that were kind of made for them. This yeah. is you know, more sci-fi. This is like right on their level, and it's not better. So I think they would have got a good five or six seasons out of this. Um, yeah, well, cause plus know. I think this when TNT is doing like the when they're really like doing the man era kind of like because they're like yes. the first work for men. One hundred percent, because it was like um, I remember TNT was like the man station, you know, and then because they also had basketball too. They had NBA basketball. Let's still, yeah, do. yeah, and I think, basketball, like, wrestling, and action movies was their big thing. Yeah. And hockey, I think they had hockey at this time. And then TBS was a little bit more, slightly more cosmopolitan, kind of like Man and Woman. They had that dinner and a movie show. Beans yeah, and cornbread. Beans and cornbread. And so that was more of like man or woman, except for the Braves. Those had the Atlanta Braves on there. Yeah. Because Ted Turner and Braves. <laughs> Uh, you can watch every Braves game if you wanted to, which is why I hate the fucking Braves. I hate the Atlanta Braves because <laughs> um, everybody here loves the Braves. Oh, do they? Yes, because we don't have a team. That's the one sport we don't have a professional team. It's baseball, mm-hmm. North Carolina. So we, <laughs> everybody pulls for the Braves. <laughs> so I'm a Nationals fan. Well, actually, a race. I like to take the race, but this is irrelevant. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it's this, this was fun. I'm glad I'm glad we did this. I wish there was one more. One more yeah, one more. well, I mean, there is an Ultimate Warrior one that I think would be in a similar vibe. Of course, it doesn't have Carl Weathers or anything in it, but was it? Is it called Ultimate Warrior? Like Hulk Hogan being Ultimate Warrior just seems sacrilege. <laughs> I think so. Let me let me take a look here. Oh, I don't know. It's easier if I just look at the director actually, because he did that one too. Yeah, it is the ultimate weapon. Never mind. Ultimate weapon. Okay, I was like, call the ultimate warrior. Like, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little close. But, I mean, also that would have came out in '98, which is when they had that second run. Yeah, that's so. probably probably that's probably what. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's the ultimate weapon, which is you know still directed by the same dude as these two movies. It's a Canadian movie, so. Uh, I have a definite feel, and this is supposed to be this the only one that it's the only R-rated Hulk Hogan movie, so mm. that would make this one kind of interesting. So this was not made for TV. Does he have like a grainy, like uh, tape with somebody's wife? That <laughs> ends up is that is that part of the deal? Oh, <laughs> the way he's going after it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> That's what got him in trouble. Well, there was a couple of things that got him in trouble. That was the big one that got in trouble. But I don't know why. Oh, oh so he, here we go. Here's a little just synopsis of it. Hogan stars as a military contractor who runs mm. afoul with the IRA when he destroys one of their weapon stashes and must protect his family from their vengeful wrath. So like Patriot Games? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, so Is Hogan's fighting off. Is that is it IRA and Patriot Games? Maybe it is. It's been a while. I think it was. Well, Sean Bean is like, yeah, I think it is, or IRA esque. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, yeah, Hulk Hogan. That's what that's what's going on in that one. But uh, that does sound kind of interesting, though. Mm. We need to with the new podcast. We need to um, maybe do rank the wrestler actors i think so yeah i think that needs to happen 
Um, cause now there's a lot, now there's so many. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we mentioned, I think I mentioned last night in this episode that we're doing that there wasn't a whole lot of wrestling involvement. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that big guy that he was going fighting there for a while, he'll get into two fights with a really big dude. I want to say that was either Reese that was part of Raven's flock or it was actually his nephew, Horace Hogan. Huh. You know, because I, I want to say I remember I was trying to watch in the credits to see who the heck that was, and then I never, I never saw a name that I could recognize. I'll have to look it up. I think that was, I, if I had to bet on it, it didn't. Horse Hogan kind of changed his look so much it was really hard to tell, but it, it makes sense for it to be him. But I yeah. think it was Reese, that big, that one really big dude that was in Raymond's flock. I think okay. that's who that was. Huh. But I might be wrong, but I, I feel I feel pretty confident in it. I mean, whoever it was is a really big guy. Yeah, exactly. The only thing I kind of wonder with these ones, too, is if, even though it's weird because they are still t- tied in with WCW, but it almost has this feeling like Hogan was trying to, like, keep it as almost far away from wrestling at the same time, too. Yeah, I think, um, you know, they were actually a little ahead of the game to what WWE tried to do a few years ago and didn't really pull it off that well where they tried to have their own movie studio. Yeah. You know, because they had that Triple H movie and they had before John Cena. Yeah. Before John Cena got too big, they had that John Cena movie and then somehow they ended up with the rights to that Surf's Up Penguin movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they produced that. So you'll get like the Surf's Up. Like I was at Dollar General one day and I saw Surf's Up 2 or whatever. It has a WWE logo on it. Like, what the fuck is this? It felt like I was like on like uh, in Chinatown when you used to like knock off stuff. And it's like, it's like a Marvel action figure. It's got like Shrek's head and Thor's body. (laughs) Yeah. All piece mailed together. Yeah. (laughs) like is this oh my god but i think that's what wcw was trying to do like they're like okay well let's use it. And they all have muscles and they can blow shit up let's just you know start an action movie studio which is a good idea yeah it really maybe is that, maybe that sting movie was part of that uh, that's what i'm kind of wondering because it literally feels like it comes right after this so it might have been kind of the next one in the game plan yeah there's nothing will compare when it comes to WCW and television. <laughs> nothing compares to the Baywatch episode. Oh god, I love that one. <laughs> Swear it's like I think it's who's in it? It's Ric Flair. It's, it's got it. It's got Ric Flair. It's got Hogan. It's got um Vader and Macho Man, I think. Yes, Vader and Macho Man. I almost wanted to say who the heck out there's there's like there's like a couple other people in there too i want to say it was jim neidhart but i think that I'm that's, that's what that. i was thinking too but i i, I might be I, I think we're thinking that because of thunder and paradise because he's yeah in thunder and paradise so i don't think it was maybe luger maybe luger was in it yeah i i think that might be because there's quite a bit of people in it and it was like a three-on-three match i think is what ended up happening yeah and Flair steals the show. He really does. Oh, Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson yes. was it. Yeah. 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 And then, of course, like Jimmy Hart and all kinds of other like guys like that are there, too. 
Yes. Yes. Oh, man, the wrestling episode of Baywatch is... <laughs> the, the funny thing is, is it's the Baywatch acting around it is what makes it seem even goofier. The best actor in that episode, and I'm including the Baywatch actor, okay? I'm including David Hasselhoff. The best actor in that episode is Ric Flair. Oh, by far. It's not even close. Like, oh, uh, he's playing like a greedy, like, real estate guy that's going to shut down, like, you know, Muscle Beach, whatever. <laughs> like, he, he, he's like, yeah, I can do that. And he did it. He did it great. He's like, and he's just playing Ric Flair. I'm willing, Dylan Castillo, you know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I watched that like a year ago. That's what I did too. It was like maybe, maybe even two years ago, I popped up on. I saw. I was like, "There's the full episode on YouTube." I'm like, I'm watching this. I think I watched it when we did Thunder in Paradise. Actually, no. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. probably it's related. The, the, the algorithm's like, "Oh, this dumbass will love this." <laughs> <laughs> and it was right. The algorithm was right. It's oh, exactly okay. what I needed to see. <laughs> oh macho man my thing is with macho man is like even when he acts even when like he in the baywatch episode he's macho man so he could just do the whole oh, yeah you know all that stuff but even like when he was not like macho man okay okay in this movie you're not macho man okay you're bone saw Bone saw. So do a little something different. Just be bone saw. Okay. Bone saw is ready. <laughs> so, there we go. Yeah. Like, well, whatever. All right. Thanks, man. That's what I feel. I feel like Macho Man just knows Macho Man. And yeah. <laughs> I agree. Well, anyway. So Shadow Warriors 1 and 2, we watched it. Again, if you go to watch these movies, it does get a little confusing about which one's which. Um, and they even in certain places are literally labeled wrong. But you can if it the the second one starts off with like a you know mercenary mission and it seems like it's established. The first one's like you know Hogan doing opens up with Hogan doing like the stuff on the beach, right? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I, I guess that's the easiest way. Okay, if Hogan starts off with his kung fu training on the beach with the tiki torches and everything, yeah. that's the first one. If it yes. starts off with Hogan having Gulf War flashbacks and <laughs> in a, a very alternative '90s looking music video kind of cutting, <laughs> that's the second one. Yeah, it's like <laughs> right before commercial break. This. <laughs> This Gulf, this Gulf War flashbacks brought to you by Surge. And here's three doors down. Here <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> without you, baby. Um, yeah, brought to you by Surge. So, yeah, that's the look. Look for the tiki torches, and that's the that's the actual first one. And they are worth watching. I recommend go watching these if you like a red like wrestling nostalgia. You know like almost you know post the height wcw era like it's like rome is falling kind of wcw yeah <laughs> impero norman smiley wcw if you're looking for some nostalgia from that era go check this out and uh you'll have a fun time yeah no no, no. i i think they're definitely they're almost like very hidden gems that i feel like a lot of people have either kind of forgotten that they existed for you know wrestling fans and so on like that mm -hmm. and 
you know, and they've just been sort of lost to time. Like, you know, no matter what, like there's just these classic hidden gen films that, uh, you know, at least some, you know, good Samaritans upload them on YouTube. Thanks to those good Samaritans. And, you know, I've forgotten these existed. You mentioned, I can't remember. I think you mentioned these to me or, or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's cause it's cause Hogan name dropped him on like at the podcast. And it was like, I literally had to pull on over on the side of the road and go, what? There's a Hogan Carl Weathers movie. He's like, how have I never found this before? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how I felt about it too. And then when I watched it, I can, I could remember some of the promotion, but uh, yeah, I didn't tie two and two together until then. So, but um, yeah, fun time. The first, the first one was the better one. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I, I think that was uh, the solid one all around. But the, mm-hmm. the second one still has quite a bit going for it, too, and improves in other different ways. Yeah, I think it was going to – it's it's a fun group. Like, you want to hang out with the group. Yeah. They got dynamic down. And so, um, yeah, and, you know, we – also, just the Shannon Tweed nanny fight is just worth by <laughs> itself. Like if you could just find that in isolation – yeah, you know. Shannon Tweed using her Tybo skills, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Which, my favorite was when she jumped and when they're going to fight the terrorists and she jumps over on her, her dirt bike and she's got the hat on looking like a soccer mom <laughs> coming in there. <laughs> like the kick ass. Anyway, but um, anyway, thank you all for listening to this uh, review of Shadow Warriors 1 and 2. It's a double feature we just did, so... Um, as always, you can go to oldmanorange.com to find all the great stuff Spencer does, Pizza Boys comic and Old Man Orange podcast and all that fun stuff. And uh, if you want to find me and yell at me about something, uh, you can go to at VHS on X. Uh, you can go to um, find me on TikTok at VHS, Instagram at VHS pod. And if you are depressed and on Facebook, um, I'm there. <laughs> So, um, you know, you find us there. Uh, coming up for the future, things are changing a little bit. Um, we're definitely going to do a lot. Uh, we're going to talk some broader stuff on a new podcast because I think it's going to be nostalgia related because there's no way we would do anything that's not mm-hmm. nostalgia related. Um, so that's definitely the thing. But we're going to be talking a little bit more broad stuff. We'll still be talking movies, but at our conversations like the branch off into other stuff anyway so we're gonna be talking about some music and video games and all kinds of nostalgia stuff and might be doing some ranking stuff so it'll be you know keep us on track a little bit more um tangents will always be a part of the game so look out for analog legends podcast we'll get that coming up soon i'll be doing some like little movie reviews on the side and then i'll stay under the via vhs banner and then um you know we'll probably bounce back into this stuff a lot too doing some movie reviews some tv reviews and stuff so things are just kind of more open so anyway thank y'all for listening y'all have a good one and vhs is out